Um, we now have our working marketplace for vacation rental real estate that solves quite a huge problem in the sales process. Welcome back, everybody. Rachel Prince, rentalpreneur and B&B realtor here in the fabulous Midwest, Indianapolis, coming to you from a fabulous uh, winter day, I guess you could say. Some days it's getting dropping down to below 30, uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. And as we move into the winter months, I do get a lot of start getting a lot of calls from people who are looking, to, kind of freaking out a little bit. Uh, investors who maybe have a house to sell and uh, possibly a vacation rental house to sell, and possibly they're looking, they just flipped it and they're looking for some options and if they should turn it into an Airbnb uh, or vacation rental. And so that was cool because at the same time I kind of simultaneously got in, uh, connected with Rolio and that's what this podcast is going to be about. We're going to talk about a database for investors and buyers who are looking to buy and sell their vacation rental properties and even non-vacation rental properties um, in a, you know, a very niche market. And so I'm super excited to have Erica Muller on the phone and talk to her because she's the creator of this amazing company and founder of this amazing company, Rolio. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for you to share your story. Um, why don't you just give us a little bit of um, who this girl Erica is and, and what you're doing in, as a and uh, b disruptor. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Um, so I had started out in real estate when I was 18 years old back in 2002, and um, I immediately started working with investment properties back then. So um, fast forward to now, it's about 17, 18 years, and I know I'm getting old, so I'm trying to like do the math in my head, but I'm 36 now, so it's been quite a while. Um, and I've been working with investment properties for almost two decades. So, um, and I own them myself. I own three multifamily properties in Georgia, totaling about 100, I think it's around 120 units total. Um, so I'm in it, I'm in it deep, you know, in, in the investment space of real estate, both personally and on, um, a, you know, a real estate sales level. I started selling vacation rentals um, in the Orlando, Florida market uh, about 12 years ago. Before it was, during, it was right after the boom started to crash, or right after real estate started to crash. Um, I was kind of flooding. It was flooding the South Florida market with foreclosures, and I was escaping that market and coming up to Orlando to get away from it because they were about a year behind that trend of foreclosures happening. So when I came to Orlando, I discovered by accident the industry of short-term rentals because I didn't know it even existed prior to that. Um, back then, this was kind of right before Airbnb was on the scene. Um, it was kind of a well-kept secret. You know, not a lot of people knew about it. It was mostly international tourists coming here from overseas. They were accustomed to staying in uh, what they called um, holiday villas and holiday lots for a very long time in Europe. You know, they've been doing this for decades. Um, so they knew about this. And so this is who was coming over here, staying in these properties, and they were buying these properties. During the time of the economic collapse with the real estate market, they were actually the only ones that had any money to buy real estate. So me as a real estate agent back then who had just, I had a massive team of 80 real estate agents, uh, you know, half of them were unemployed. I couldn't carry on because there was no real estate selling in South Florida. I saw an opportunity to jump into this investment space on a short-term rental end as a real estate agent at that time. So I immersed myself in it. I learned everything I could. Um, I started a hyper-local 
um, blog that was really well indexed on the Internet, so I was getting a ton of leads in, um, investors from overseas, and I just got real immersed into it. I quickly found out within a few years of doing this that there were so many complications to the sale process, both on the buyer side, the seller side, and the agent side. And I, I tried to build you know, makeshift systems to you know, work around these issues, and no matter what I did, it was like I just couldn't figure out a way to make the process easier for everybody involved. So two years ago, I ended up finally stepping away from the business of selling real estate once my, my personal real estate portfolio grew big enough that I didn't need the income from real estate sales anymore. I was able to step away and focus on working on that business instead of in that business. So at that point, I had um, immersed myself in the technology world, uh, formed a tech team. I managed them and uh, architected and directed the team to build a vacation rental MLS platform that would also function as kind of, it was supposed to originally function as a social network and a MLS, but now we're really focusing on the data tools in the MLS side. So fast forward two years from there, three failures, um, having to rebuild three times, and a lot of money that I didn't want to <laughs> spend, but I did. Um, we now have our working marketplace for vacation rental real estate that solves quite a huge problem in the sales process of having to track down data, research numbers, trying to figure out which homes that you're looking at on Zillow are actually vacation rentals, trying to figure out what the regulations are, you know, all of that. We've been able to source all that data, pull it into one place, and create very like investment-type um, proformas and investment-type profiles for every vaca vacation rental for sale. Um, we have a lot of work to do and a lot of improvements to make, which we're working on. We did finally bring in some investment capital earlier this year to do that, but um, you know we're excited. We're really excited where the direction of that is going. So that's where we're at now. That's who I am, and that's my journey. So Erica, you've built this one-of-a-kind, uh, I guess you could say it's like the Zillow for short-term rentals and vacation rentals type of online uh, digital marketplace for uh, buyers and sellers to uh, post their list, their their home, and potentially a buyer can find a B&B property that's got numbers running, and they they can see the data and how successful it is or not. And then a, a seller can also list with you. Is that that's right, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's multiple ways to enter onto the marketplace. So sellers can directly come to the site, and if they have a home that's a vacation rental already or if it potentially could be one because zoning allows for it. Um, we have a whole onboarding process for that <clears throat> where they would list the home for sale themselves and they can choose to sell it by owner um, or they can choose to have it assigned to an agent in our network. Um, we're, we're national, so we have agents all over the U.S. that specialize in vacation rentals that are highly trained and certified to sell them. Um, so they can go either route with it. And the market, once it's on the marketplace, it's launched to investors already looking to buy a vacation rental. So immediately they get eyes on their property of people that specifically want to buy this. So it's not just sitting in an MLS somewhere um, you know, on Realtor.com or Zillow with people wondering you know, what it is or what they could do with it. So we've really positioned it better as an investment to sell to investors. Yeah, Erica, I absolutely love what you're doing in this concept. And I uh, had mentioned earlier to you that you know this is something that 
you know, talking with some of my potential business partners. We've been like, God, oh, we need this, or who's going to do this, or when is there going to be, you know, a, a marketplace for that? And and so it's really cool to hear this dream realized and it's it manifested and it's actually here for everybody. So I'm really excited, and that you're a female because, like I was telling you before, <laughs> all of my clients are. Well, most of them are men, and so I don't get a chance often to work with innovators and influencers and clients and investors that are female. And so I just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting old boys club in some aspects of the real estate world. So, um, so I think mm-hmm. it's, it's great what you're doing. Um, tell me, tell, like, let's just say, or, or tell us a little bit about the realtors that you're targeting and what as a buyer or a seller we can expect from these and how they're trained and how you kind of like set that up because I think that's a, a, a really key point of this. I love that you can someone can just go on and list their own property for sale, but what's involved in it? Because obviously if I'm going to just list my B&B for sale, people are going to uh, buyers are going to ask me questions like the numbers and data and so either I want a realtor to take care of that or I'm going to have to be prepared to answer, you know, pr- provide my cash flow uh, uh, spreadsheets and things like that. So, so can you talk a little bit about, you know, would a seller necessarily want to go with a realtor and or if not, what are they going to have to do themselves to get up to speed? Cool. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so as a seller, if we're talking about it from the seller side, not the buyer side, um, you know, there's a lot of real estate agents out there. They are really, they're really good at residential um, or they're really good at marketing themselves or they're really good at marketing a home. Um, the problem is, is that if they don't have specific um, commercial knowledge of selling a business, selling um, you know, commercial properties, the type of valuations that go into that, how to, how, you know, how to do that, having the proper uh, calculations and spreadsheets on getting those valuations, you're probably going to be selling yourself short if you're selling um, an active vacation rental. If you're trying to buy one, you're going to end up working with an agent who doesn't understand how to do the due diligence on it properly because these are technically commercial investments. Um, just unfortunately, they're not zoned that way, and so we think of them as residential. So the education piece for the agent really has to be in, semi in the commercial world, not just the residential world. Um, and that's not just simple as like, here's a spreadsheet, a uh, profit and loss statement. Um, we look at a lot of things when it's time to sell a vacation rental from a numbers perspective that is just so much deeper than that. Like we, as an agent, you want to make sure that your agent understands how they could do a, an actual valuation on a business and then also how to do a valuation on a property. So we have two different valuations going on here. We have the, um, the business side of it, then we have the property side of it. And if the real estate agent can't answer basic questions like, how would you put a value on the goodwill of the property? Um, how would you put a value on the income of the property but still be within you know, appraisal terms to be able to make sure it can sell to both a cash buyer or a mortgage buyer um, and doesn't have numbers and, and like financial spreadsheets to support that, I would be concerned about working with an agent that doesn't understand that because it can put you in a position where you're selling too low um, or it could put you in a position where if you're selling too high, you're going to end up losing the deal and taking it off the market because it won't appraise to begin with. So, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of appraisal issues that go into that and I won't get into the weeds, but um, that would be the first thing I would start doing talking to agents is, you know, or if you're going to do it yourself, 
understanding the commercial valuation aspect of it. And because there's never been an actual um, classification for short-term rentals as a commercial investment, I know this sounds kind of like crazy, but we've actually had to invent financial models for that from the commercial world. Um, we've had to spend a lot of time, money, and research in years to figure that out, but uh, we finally feel comfortable that we've gotten to a place where it, it works and it's accepted um, in the industry. So another thing as a seller that you're going to end up running into as an uphill battle if you're selling an existing vacation rental is you know, the, the buy, and you have had management for example, um, the buyer is going to want to acquire those bookings. Um, if you've had management and it's not you, you that's been putting those bookings in place, that manager owns those bookings, not you. Um, unless they're kind enough to release them and let you sell them with the home even if that new buyer doesn't stay with them. Most management companies are never going to do that. They're going to say, if that buyer doesn't stay with us, we're keeping our bookings and putting them somewhere else. So the value in the home comes from a lot of times those bookings. And if the buyer that's buying it has a different – like let's say they've already owned five vacation rentals and they're scaling that and they already have a management system in place and they see the value in your home as an active vacation rental with bookings, but they can't get them unless they go with a different manager, they're probably going to move on to a different home. So I always tell people when they buy a vacation rental that you should be starting your exit strategy on the first day, not the day you sell, um, and planning for it on the first day. So what I mean by that is that you have to think about how you structure and set up your booking system when you sell it, how that's going to transfer and convey to the next buyer. Because you, could, you can um, really reduce your pool of buyers if it's not structured correctly. Um, so those are the things I would say as a seller to really think about. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but like those are the basics I like to, I like to get started on um, because those are the things we see happen a lot. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, I think few. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, you, may, you bring up so many good points, and I think that for some people listening, they may feel like this is slightly overwhelming, and that's why you've created what you've created so that you can address this and help the sellers and buyers, uh, you know, using people who have been trained by you guys and with your systems and using your experience and, and that um, has been uh, infused into everything that Rolio is about. And so I think that's really what's great. It's kind of like people can relax because they now have a Rolio realtor or Rolio help. Um, so, and, and I see it a lot. I see people, I, I have a property that I have six units, one building, six units, uh, luxury units, and it's for sale. And they, the, realtor that, <clears throat> the realtor that the owner chose has not been able, well, they haven't been able to sell the building. I know they're asking a lot for it, but that being said, the, they quickly found out that the, even though I manage it, they hired someone who doesn't have experience with vacation rentals, they quickly found out that the property was not going to be sold in the traditional way. Like someone couldn't just find a regular um, mortgage or a lender to finance this because it was short-term rentals. And um, it's been a little bit interesting to watch them, their process. Uh, you know, even though I've, kind of yeah. got my own input on it. So I see it happening out there and there are solutions and there are 
I think it's very important to be working with a designated B&B realtor or a vacation rental realtor if that's what you're running and are trying to sell your you know, million dollar property, multiple million mm -hmm. dollar property. So um, the, the point that you bring up about um, commercial and a business, it's so interesting because as many of us know, or some of you may not know out there, that the government doesn't really recognize the income of a short-term rental being that of, uh, you know, that of a, a normal rental income. And therefore, it is looked at like a business. And it does require some commercial lending or a portfolio or private bank lending or what have you because of just how, it's trans how it translates. So there are workarounds for this. I'm not going to get into all of those, and um, I'm sure Erica could go on with how some master leases work and things like that. But um, but she's right. The setup has to be done. Like when you start doing your BNBs, and, and let's just say you have the desire to be selling, it needs to be thought through. Like even with your property manager, if they own those listings, if they own those bookings, that needs to be thought through from the beginning. So kudos, to Erica, for for really. And I mean, you obviously know what you're talk talking about, so I think it's great. Um, let's talk a little bit about, I get this one a lot, like how does an investor choose a market? And, you know, often I've had clients that literally will hear my podcast, they will call me up right out of the blue, schedule a consult, and literally buy properties with me, and I'll either manage their property or not. But I mean, they don't even, they're just taking a big risk, you know, they just will buy in Indianapolis. So, um, you know, obviously I recommend everybody do their due diligence, but what are you seeing are trends in the market with and or advice that you're giving to investors and how do you give investors in input as to where to buy? Yeah, that's a great question too and it's definitely something that happens, which I think it's cool that investors will buy in a market because they trust in like the realtor and I know. can provide and well, he can I'm, provide the right info. I, I'm still amazed. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but no, yes, and yes. I think it's great. Like, if your market works, then they don't really need to look elsewhere. If it hits those numbers they're looking for, and they're comfortable with the market, hey, don't complicate it, right? Yeah. Um, I get a lot of investors though that they don't know what market they already want. Even if I can, you know, I, I, I my own market of when I was selling in Orlando, I can make anything work for just about anyone because we have such a huge market here for vacation rentals. Um, but a lot of times when I get someone on the phone. I don't care if they buy in my market or they buy somewhere else. My goal with them is to figure out what market is really going to be best for them. And the way I evaluate that a lot of times is I look at their buying power. Um, how much do they have to spend? What is their five-year plan with this house? What is their cap rate goal? Um, what is their break-even occupancy goal? Um, you know, a lot of that. And, and what is their stability to hold it if the regulations and the laws would change, kind of like what happened to a lot of owners in Nashville. Um, so I look at a lot of that first. And then I look at states, and, and, and as a short-term rental agent, I feel all short-term rental agents should be qualified enough to understand how to evaluate every market, not just their own. And so us being able to do that would allow you know, buyers to really open their eyes to different options that might be a better fit for them in the long run. Um, and I look at that like, for example, if someone comes to me and they're like, well, uh, I just pulled out 200000 in equity from my house, and I want to buy something cash with it not take financing, I, I need to make you know, a 5% cap rate on this, and it has to at least pay for itself, plus make that return. And they go on about what they're looking, they give me their Christmas list, right? Like I'm Santa Claus or something, and it's all good because that's what I ask them for, and, I, and I'm happy to, to go through it all. But 
a lot of times we have to kind of reevaluate that. Okay, you want to spend two hundred thousand dollars cash. You need a five percent return. You, you're taking a mortgage. You got to have the payment covered. Your buying power and, and your situation doesn't allow you to hit those numbers in my market, right? But um, it would allow you to hit really close to those numbers in um, Gatlinburg, for example, uh, because their their price their barrier to entry is lower. The price point's lower. The rental rates would support a higher nightly income in the type of product they're going to buy for that. So whereas I would probably be able to only get them into a 2 or 3% cap in my market, I could suggest them moving into that market at like a 4% return, a 45 right? And it gets them closer to their goal. Um, the way I analyze markets as an agent, you know, is I, I do like a, a pretty high-level overview. I start with international tourism as a dependency or a bonus in each market. Like, I'll say if there's international tourists coming in, one thing that I know about that is for somebody who can't afford to hold that property over in a bad economy, like if our economy were to shift again like it did last time, and I guess that's one of the benefits of living through a horrible real estate market and surviving it is that you really learn to think differently. Um, So if that were to shift again and things were to go south and and the tourism that was in that market was dependent on local drive-to market tourism, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the U.S. was broke like we were before, and tourists couldn't afford to go there anymore. Who else is going to be going there, right? Um, the markets that have tourism that are international, su- supported by international um, tourists, have kind of a, a protection on them in a bad economy in the U.S. So I look at that as a safer market for somebody who couldn't afford to hold that property over if that were to happen. So I start suggesting to them markets that, that are, um, have a really high influx of, of international tourism because when our dollar crashes, theirs goes up and they spend more money, and then they offset what we lose here from domestic tourism. So that's one of the first things I look at along with, you know, that is the international airports um, and the distance to whatever the uh, attractions are there and the homes that surround that. And once I've kind of evaluated that, you know, we move on to other things like, okay, let's look at um, nightly rates, stuff like that. I mean, People use AirDNA as a tool to analyze markets, and we do our own data research. So we love AirDNA, but we don't feel it's accurate enough to determine if you should move into a certain market or not because there's too many other variables like what we just talked about. So looking at where your tourists are coming from, um, what kind of buying power this person has, what kind of holding power they have, what their cap rate returns look like, it helps determine where they need to go. And the benefit of being um, unbiased and out of the sales side now and just running the whole business is that I can make that assessment pretty much for anybody anywhere without, you know, trying to put them in my market. And I don't think you do that either. I think you are very honest with people too. But there's a lot of agents that will sell them on something because they want the sale, right? So it's just important that the buyer knows how to do that research. Interestingly, with my business model, I am also oftentimes running their property, property management side. So I'm in it from A to Z. So I don't just get in you know, into any particular deal haphazardly. So I, awesome. I, 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 you know, and I think that develops a different level of trust because it's like I'm going to run this property and make money on it and manage everything from A to Z, and therefore, you know, it's got to be a good investment for both of us. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. You're like their how, business partner, so you have a vested interest. Interestingly enough. Um, so how, so you bring up a lot of great points. I love the one about the international, uh, you know, the, the fluctuations in, in monies in different areas um, around the world. I think that's really fascinating. I never really thought about that myself. So I think that's 
interesting. But for a market like Indianapolis, um, are there any other tips that you might suggest that someone do to analyze the property? I know one of the things that we do is, you know, I tell people, and, and this might also lead into, you know, how you how you connect them with the right realtor, but like I have to do a drive-by or physically be there to get a vibe of the neighborhood. And I say, AirDNA cannot do that for you. Um, this right. is something that you literally have to be on site, drive around the neighborhoods in Indianapolis. It's very street by street. So for you guys, since uh, maybe you don't have any uh, Rolio realtors here yet, <laughs> um, so how would you, you know, discuss that with someone coming <coughs> into, you know, asking for Brolio's help. Yeah, so besides um, data. When I yeah, I, I look well, I look at it from a buyer's perspective and as a buyer my investor myself, the way I've always approached markets like that is um, I started actually looking on Verbo and Airbnb, okay, and I started looking at which properties were had good looking calendars and then I wanted to know where they were at and start looking at those areas. Um, so I, I would start doing that, but a lot of the information I needed to do my due diligence on a market, like Indianapolis, for example, would come from property managers. So I really think the property manager should be the first point of contact for any investor that's looking in a new market, not necessarily with the intention of saying, hey, this is going to be my manager, but to do some research and due diligence. Uh, property managers have so much hyper-local data insights to, and neighborhood insights into the communities there. And realtors do as well, but the managers are the ones that are on the ground every day renting these things out, dealing with the day-to-day. -day. So they know, um, they know exactly who's renting them, what's making them rent, which ones are renting better than others. And, um, you know, AirDNA can't tell you, hey, if you buy in this neighborhood, um, we have an influx of tourism coming from this part of the country, like let's say we have, we're going to go with Gatlinburg, for example, because it's just such an easy market to talk about. Um, they would, they'd be able to say, look, if you buy a cabin on this side of the mountain, you're going to get 50% more tourists coming from Florida. And if you put this inside of your cabin, Floridians love this, it'll book 20% more than if you don't. Um, and we'll market it directly to Floridians and we'll keep it booked more than if we, uh, you know, if you bought over here, and you didn't put this in or you did that, right? That those, are real in, those are the kind of insights that people need to know when buying. Like in my market, for example, we have, it's really popular with the Brazilians. Um, they love Florida and Orlando especially. I could tell my client, hey, if you buy in this neighborhood, this is like where a lot of our Brazilian tourists love to rent because there's an on-site Brazilian manager that speaks Portuguese, um, and they love tile floor. So if you rip out all the carpet and you put in all tile, it will rent better. Um, if you add this to your home, they need this for their, you know, whatever they use with the coffee. And, and, and so there's all these tips that a manager could give you like that that would not only help you identify a very lucrative neighborhood to rent in, it also helps you understand who your audience and your guests are going to be so that when you put the money into furnishing it or, you know, doing the interiors or even making the acquisition purchase based on, for example, like, in Orlando, it's a south-facing backyard with a south-facing pool that rents 20% better than a north, east, or west. Um, because uh, the British that come over here from England, where it's always cold and muggy, want to have sun in their backyard all day. And people will pay a premium for that. If you didn't find that information out until after you bought, you, you can't fix that. You need to know that before you buy. 
And you can't find those kind of data points online. You would either need a local realtor that knows this stuff or a local property manager that knows this stuff. So it's little things like that. Like who are your guests? What do they want? How do I know this before I buy? That's wonderful. Yes, I love all of that. It sounds like, uh, could you tell it, could you kind of walk us through Rolio's website? Because, you know, if I'm a buyer coming to the website, could you kind of tell us a little bit about what I can expect to find, what you've got going on so far? Because I, I know there's like a lot of resources that I would love to get in on myself. I saw the um, investment analyzers and then it like went in, you have to be logged in for this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks really cool. So yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, that's our beta site, just so everyone knows that's our beta site. And there's, you know, it's not easy to navigate, not going to lie. Um, there's so many cool things on there, but you do have to know how to find it. So we do have a help center um, that gives you tips on that, and we do have a live chat. If you need help, it goes right to us. And then also we send out an email series on how to use it. But um, on Rolio, you know, you go through the sign-up process. You do have to register to access most of the features. You can still search properties uh, without being logged in. You just won't be able to get additional information on them. Um, and there's some financial data and information that will be covered unless you're signed in. So um, you do need to log in for that. But uh, you, you sign up. Through the registration process, it's going to shoot you an email. You click on the link. You go in, put your username and password. After that, it's confirmed. Um, you go through the process. You get in. And then we have a, an investment analyzer tool. This is a pro forma that I created over the course of a decade or so of selling vacation rentals. I kept beefing it up and beefing it up and beefing, beefing it up. And we actually left stuff out of it still. Um, but we feel it's one of the most comprehensive investment analyzer tools on the market um, because it covers things like your break-even occupancy weeks, it covers a lot of expenses that are line itemed on there that are not necessarily on a lot of spreadsheets. Um, it encompasses mortgages, things like that. So we have everything on here, and it's, it's very accurate. We have um, about a 98% accuracy rate on this, and it's been pressure tested by hundreds of our clients. So uh, that's one cool tool that you can use. We don't have the feature yet to save as a PDF or send it to anyone. Uh, we are rolling that out in our next release next year, um, Q1. So definitely use that. It's free. Anytime you want to use it to analyze a house, people do that all the time with it. Um, and then we have uh, a directory where you can search for anyone you're looking for in the industry. We have property managers on there, owners, uh, investors. If you want to find a real estate partner to invest with, uh, you can connect with a lot of people on there. We're actually pulling that feature down in Q1 because it's not really something that people have figured out how to use. So, we, uh, so use it now if you want to because it's going to be coming down. Um, and then the property side, you can list your home for sale directly on the site. It goes into our marketplace. It's a six-step process. We do ask a lot of information, and the reason we do this is because it helps position your home better to sell. Um, the less information you provide, the harder it will be to get eyes on it, um, and the more questions people will have. And the more questions they have, the longer it takes to get that information, they're already moved on to something else. So when you're listing your home, try to be as detailed as possible. Um, on the buy side, you can search properties. We have about Right now, we're about to unload a couple thousand next month, um, but right now we've got about 400 active vacation rentals for sale on there across the country and the world. Actually, there's some in South America and Europe, but uh, mostly U.S. and Canada. Um, cool. So yeah, so right now you can search properties, analyze properties. There's a lot of financial data already on there, list the properties for sale, uh, connect with people, start a profile. It does have a social network aspect, but we are taking that down. And the forums. We have a forum where you can ask questions and talk to people. So that's it. 
I like the Zone Watch too. Um, oh yeah, Zone Watch. Zone Watch. I, I I typed in Indianapolis. It said lightly regulated. I typed in Denver though, and it said it was green and red, or a lot of red, but like still green. And then I was like, that was a yeah. little interesting to me since I moved from there because it was highly regulated. So I don't know. I guess that yeah. would be kind of a question. You know, as I as I discussed with people in my Buy BNB online real estate investing course, you know, this is obviously one of the first things you need to, to check and I wouldn't just go to any mm -hmm. map willy-nilly on the internet and say, okay, it's lightly regulated, that's fine. I tell people go down to your local uh, county office and actually get it in writing, the what the laws are on it because yeah, yeah. definitely want to know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. If you click on it, it will actually give you the details for how to contact them. Um, <gasps> I love that. Because sometimes things change. Yeah, things change so fast. I mean, we have thousands of contact numbers and information emails for the cities to make mm -hmm. it easy for people to do that. Because that we say the same so thing. You should contact the great. city. Yes, yeah. girl. Yes, I so love that. If you're that. looking in Denver, now. click on it. I love them. that. <laughs> and I will now... Don't trust us. Right. I will. I love that you have that, and now I can refer people to your site to go as an easy link, even though they could just Google it. But yes, I think they yeah. oftentimes yeah. they still um, uh, they need to do that. So very good. Well, um, uh, also tell us a little bit, and then we'll before we wrap it up. Just any trends that you see for the short-term rental or vacation rental investing happening or that we can kind of uh, hope for in 2020? Yeah, um, there's a big trend right now is people buying bigger houses. Um, yeah. Kind of market, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of people are moving towards those nine-plus bedroom homes because the multi-generational traveler, um, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're actually getting, um, that, that tourism base is getting bigger. So, Five, uh, I'm sorry, eight-plus bedroom homes, nine-plus bedroom homes are really a trend right now, um, especially in lake markets where you can have weddings and stuff at them. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, we're seeing a lot of the condo market, unless you're like on a beach, um, the condo market's kind of trickling off in like areas that there's a lot of hotel and timeshare competition. Rates are just getting really, really competitive on those. So um, I would just say be cautious investing in those in certain markets like if you're on the beach and it's a beach condo you can't go wrong but like in like uh city markets and like um theme park yeah. markets there's a lot of time there so you need to do your hotel saturation research on that and your timeshare saturation research on that on that because chances are that you're going to have a tough time competing um those are the two big trends we've seen uh as far as like people investing i think investors are getting smarter and smarter um, there's a lot of educational tools out there. Pretty much, it's not hard to find it anywhere you go on Facebook or Google. There's somebody educating somebody on vacation rentals. So like, they're they're hearing things from all different places. Um, so what I find is that based on where the investor got their information is kind of how they're educated and what they know. Um, I would say make sure you talk to multiple people. Do you know look at multiple resources because you know everybody's giving their own perspective. But I think somebody like you, Rachel, offers a really great approach because you're in the management side, you're on the real estate side, so you do have multiple perspectives. Um, so yeah, I mean, just more educated investors and uh, bigger houses. Condos aren't really a thing anymore in some markets. Um, yeah. 
That's what we really see. Yep. So, so let's just say I'm a buyer and I want to find a realtor, you know, in the Chicago area. Do I would I contact Rolio or how would that work? Yeah, you can contact us for sure. Um, we've got a nationwide network. If we don't have someone in Chicago, we make a point to locate somebody and go through an interview process and a whole qualification process to make sure that they are actually qualified by our standards, which are very high, um, to sell vacation rentals to the person who's contacting us. Um, if they're not, like let's just say we couldn't find an agent that was qualified enough to our standards, what we typically do is we do some type of a partnership with that agent where we'll say, look, we're going to be your, your buddy, your education buddy on this, and we're going to rely on you to research and get the local information, and we're going to help you with you know, um, the financial stuff and the deal yeah. analyzing and all that stuff. And we work together with them so that that client gets the full experience. But that doesn't happen too often. Um, but you know, clients that come to us have a high standard of what they, who they want to work with. Yeah. So we look at ourselves as like the Rolls Royce of real estate investing for vacation rentals, and we want to deliver that experience. So that's why we're willing to get involved in the sale directly if we have to. Love it. So Rolio.com, yeah. kind of like vacation rental and portfolio wrapped into one, Verolio, yeah. V-R-O-L-I-O.com. And Erica, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you or do they just go to the .com? Yeah, you go, you go there, register. Um, as soon as you sign up, you're going to get a follow-up email from me directly. And then um, you're gonna, I'm going to be on your friend list as well. So you can message me through the platform or you can respond directly to my email. Um, if you want to email me directly, it's just E-R-I-C-A at Verlio.com. Um, so it's really easy to get in touch with me anytime. I live next to my phone, and unfortunately. <laughs> so I get out my emails pretty quick. Well, consider me signed up, girl. I awesome. appreciate you being on the B&B Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much. This is super valuable information that I think everyone's going to enjoy. And yeah, thanks so much, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan. Awesome. All right. That's it for today's show. And we hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe. I guess the algorithm helps other people who wouldn't normally be able to hear this information out on SoundCloud and iTunes and other platforms. Uh, if you like and, and share some good feedback, then we appreciate it. And then it gets out to other uh, people that are interested in and in needing this information. Otherwise, if you're interested in becoming a host or have some direct information or questions for me, go to rentalpreneur.com, join the short-term rental revolution, and we'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>